Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode 28, I am joined by Fiona McKenzie. I have known Fiona for a few years and the words powerhouse, change maker, compassion, direction. I mean, there's so many words to describe this woman and I think she is a beacon of good and strength in in our world, I have to honestly say she is doing amazing things with her organisation Centre Stage down in Ayrshire. And what she knows for sure is that life is not a rehearsal. The bits that I love about this conversation are about that grabbing opportunities, that urging to really go for what it is that you want. With Fiona reflecting on the times in her life when she didn't, it's about reframing risk Proceed until apprehended is something that really sits with me that Fiona McKenzie says and has said over many years. And I think that really she reflects on working with the willing and she reminded me that somebody we both know and respect immensely has said that to us before. And actually, since we recorded this podcast until the point that I'm recording this this introduction and putting this podcast up, I've really reflected on that, that that urging to work with the people that want to work with you, don't work with people that don't. And I don't just mean in terms of business, you know, I mean in all, all aspects of your life, stop pushing against shut doors, you know, that way. It's such a wonderful conversation. I think you'll find it really inspiring, really empowering. We don't get to talk enough about the work that Centre Stage does, which is absolutely immense. I have never seen an organisation that helps so many people. It's like they open their door and they say everybody can come in, including all of you sitting on the fringes of society. We especially want you in here. And they are getting ready to open a new centre when pandemic ends. And I urge everybody to visit Kilmarnock and to look up what it is that Centre Stage does. I am going to put the link to the website and the commentary with this show. So please have a wee look at them and watch this space when it comes to Centre Stage because it is un. Doubtable to me that they are changing their wee pocket of the world. And what is fascinating is they want to show everybody else how to change their wee pockets of the world too, and they will do that so willingly. Enjoy this episode. Fiona, thank you so much for joining me on What Do You Know For Sure podcast. Thank you so much for having me, and it's lovely to see you. It's lovely to see, albeit virtual, it's lovely to see your face again know, after so long. That uh-huh. is so. Uh-huh. Tell us a wee bit about you, Fiona. I'm Fiona. I am 55. I am mum to Cute and Fraser and, and wife to Neil, God help him, for a very long time now. Um, I'm from Colwinning, but I've lived in Kilmarnock for most of my life, so Ayrshire through and through. I've been a teacher all my working life, but... 15 years ago now, I left a formal secondary school teaching to start an organisation, a charity called Centre Stage in Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. And we're a charity that uses music and the arts to, to bring people together, people of all ages, all backgrounds, all experiences around the music, around the arts. And they use that, the power of the place and the power of community to connect people to supports they might need, but also to opportunities that, mm-hmm. that come from just being 
a connected community. Great. And I have got no idea what you're going to say here, Fiona, but I just know it. And I know in my waters it's going to be very wise. Tell me. <laughs> what do you know for sure, Fiona? Oh, would you know, I went running, 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 running. And I came back to it this morning. It says, life is not a rehearsal. Mm. It is not a rehearsal. And I look back on, on my years now and I don't regret, I definitely don't regret because some of the things I didn't do because I was treating life a bit like a rehearsal. Um, there were things I had to learn from the waiting and learn because time wasn't right. But there were things I could have done had I listened to my inner voice, had I listened to my gut and my intuition. And if I hadn't been afraid, because I was afraid to speak my truth, to have my voice heard, I would suppress my voice because I felt that others were cleverer or wiser or had the right to speak mm. before I did. Mm -hmm. So now I have learnt that life is not a rehearsal and the opportunities should be grabbed. And risk is, it, it's a scary thing, I think, for a lot of people. But when you reframe the concept of risk and make it about opportunity, if you risk assess something really well, that actually gives you permission to proceed because you've looked into all the dark corners of what could go wrong and then on balance, I'm going to go for it. Mm -hmm. So it's not a rehearsal and I, I look back on my first 40 years yeah. and I treated an awful lot of that like a rehearsal and it wasn't. And I don't regret it because so much of what I learned in those first 40 years and particularly working in the education system, I've learned tremendous amounts about that since I have come out, but I would have done more when I was in it around about advocacy for young people who were being failed by the system and failing mm -hmm. in the system. Uh, my gut was saying there was something wrong that I could perhaps have done something about, but the system didn't allow me to do it or I chose not to do it. Mm -hmm. I could hide behind the system and that's not right. Yeah. So Knowing now that your time in life is, is finite, tomorrow is a gift and you're not mm -hmm. guaranteed it, mm -hmm. and you know more than most folk what that feels like, I now choose to proceed. It's that lovely phrase that Karen McCluskey, I think, was it came up with, or John Carnican, proceed till apprehended. I'm not mm -hmm. going to do anything wrong, but I'm not necessarily going to ask all the permissions in the way that some people may think you need to ask. You don't. Mm -hmm. There are things that you can just do and then there are always points where you have to stop and check that everything's in place to make the next move. But don't hide behind the system and wait for permission. Because if, if I'd waited for permission, I would still be teaching in schools. Mm -hmm. And that would be wonderful because I absolutely loved it. I loved teaching and I still love teaching. Teaching feeds my soul. Yeah. But I would never have left because of the risk associated with leaving yeah. a safe job leaving a pension, leaving all the things that come with being part of a safe system. But there was something absolutely just digging at me that said, you have to go because it feels right. Mm -hmm. And by the time I was 40, that was the time I gave up the safe job. I was able to have the, the self-assurance in myself, supported by my husband and my family, and most importantly of all, by my dad, who was my absolute inspiration from a teaching and leadership perspective, yep. um, who had also been a, a, a teacher in the school. He was the principal teacher in the department that I took over from when he left. And as a, a teacher of, of incredible, you know, long-standing experience, for him to say I had, because he called me hen all the time, I had, 
it's time, do it, mm-hmm. just do it, just do it. Uh, and we did. So we left the school, we remortgaged the house twice, we, we took on this ridiculous building where we, we built a theatre, we turned it into a wee theatre where anybody could come and just be part of the community. And you didn't need to know why you were there. You were just coming because it was this funny place where you didn't quite know what was going on, but hopefully you felt welcome and you were intrigued enough to stay and you you didn't need to do anything. You could just sit and Mm -hmm. watch it going around about you. But it's that sense of belonging that I feel that maybe we have have struggled to keep in place in our communities over the past generations, but become disconnected. So we're very much about trying to create opportunities for people to gather, to, to come together and to aspire beyond their label, not to settle for what you're told you can be. I'm a 55-year-old woman, so technically I should be thinking, when am I retiring? <laughs> when am I going to stop? When am I going to calm down? When... I'm not going to. I'm not going Because why? Because I don't want to. I yeah. choose to keep going. If somebody else chooses to stop, that's fine. But mm-hmm. I choose to think there's something else coming and I can't wait for the next chapter or the next act in my life, in my, my, my story, because I'm, it's not a rehearsal. Yeah. And I, I, I'm so excited and so optimistic about it. Great. I love, I love all of that, Fiona. If I take you back a minute, because I've only known the Fiona Mackenzie in her 50s, so that's the only Fiona Mackenzie I know. Yeah. And I can't imagine there ever being a Fiona Mackenzie who would feel as if she couldn't speak out or it wasn't her, she she wasn't going to say the right thing or it, it wasn't right for her to do that. What was it that made you feel as if you were in that box? I totally get that you felt society puts all women in boxes, I think. Was it being a woman that put you in that, that place, no. do you think? No? No, but I, have, I can honestly put my hand in my heart and say I don't think I've ever, ever experienced anything that has been gender-specific. Right. I've, I've never experienced that, and I think teaching is a, is a great profession for that because it is so. There are so many great opportunities in the context of a, of education for women. So no, it was it was just different personalities mm. who would. And again, in the context of my subject, there's a hierarchy of yeah. subjects within schools, and the arts are seen as being lesser importance mm-hmm. by many. Mm-hmm. Certainly not by me, but certainly they weren't seen as being as important. You weren't told all the information. You were seen as being disruptive in a negative way because you would have rehearsals, you would have school shows, you would have extracurricular. It was seen as being a disruptive thing. And other other subjects were perceived as being more important. You're labelled as being non-academic. Yeah, we, we were the chapter six subjects, the column X subjects. Now, mm. I didn't read into that in any great way. But you were made to feel in the context of educational hierarchy that just hold on, you'll, you'll learn. You don't know. It, that will come in time. But, so, no, I, I was not confident in myself at that point. Mm-hmm. I was very confident in my delivery as a teacher. That, was not, that wasn't mm-hmm. a challenge. I was always really happy and comfortable. And just, my dad used to say, your classroom's your kingdom. Yeah. And you treated it that way. It was just the most magical thing. But mm-hmm. in the context of beyond my classroom, of the big system of what was important, no, I didn't understand that. The concept of non-contact time when you weren't working with kids, you, you wanted to be with the kids all the time. Lunch times were there to be rehearsing and after school was to be getting the kids in. And why would you not want to be with the kids all the time? Yeah. You should be maximising that. Don't uh-huh. take me away from 
them. Yeah. You know, it's time to be promoted. It's time to be a deputy head. I, I don't want to do that because that takes you away from these amazing humans who you learn even more from than you ever mm-hmm. teach them. Mm-hmm. What I think is interesting knowing you and anybody listening to this who knows you and anybody who doesn't, I can see that the phrases powerhouse, change maker are at the top of how I would describe Fiona McKenzie. There would be some people sitting listening to this thing. I it's it's okay for you, Fiona, to grab opportunities and for you to reframe risk as opportunity because that's what we witness of you in the last decade or longer. But actually, what you're saying now is that wasn't always an easy choice to make. Is it a choice that you had to intentionally, consciously decide I will live my life differently? Yeah, it was very much an intentional decision and it continues to be intentional. Mm -hmm. Even now, the learning is extraordinary. I think you, you never stop learning. I think in the context of school, perhaps I had stopped learning. I was mm. very good at getting an A pass. I knew how to do that. Um, I knew how to put on great shows. It was wonderful, but I, I wasn't learning. I, mm. By coming out, you became vulnerable. And I think vulnerability at a particular age, and it was for me, and again, this is my truth, so I'm not transferring it to anybody else, becoming vulnerable again and having to ask for help because we didn't know about business, we didn't know about getting bank loans, we didn't know about building a theatre, we didn't know about how to bring people in, we didn't know anything. And you had to ask, and I'm really bad at asking for help. It's a flaw. It's a real flaw. So becoming vulnerable again when I was 40 was a really, really important thing. And the whole centre stage journey has forced me to be far more vulnerable than ever I was in an environment where I was really comfortable and I thought I fitted in, but I didn't actually. Mm. I was not being fully authentic to myself. I maybe yes. was being fully authentic till I was about 30. And then I started changing, but I was changing to fit a system that I was no longer starting to fit. So the, as the vulnerability has increased, mm-hmm. so probably others' perceptions of my confidence uh-huh. has changed because I, I think I'm more vulnerable than I've ever been, but I also think I can present far more strongly and coherently than I ever have before because I'm not ashamed of my story and I know my truth. I know that some people may not like, that's, but that's also okay. that's okay. I may have spent a long time trying to convince people who didn't like me or like my truth that actually it's, it's okay to like me. I'm a nice person. Don't waste your time. Because it doesn't make them bad people that they don't have your truth and they don't share your truth. And every time you spend your life trying to make decisions that are affected and governed by other people's negativity towards you, you're, you're caging yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, people who love you are going to give you constructive criticism because they want you to be the absolute best version of you. And I have my trusted circle who I know will tell me, right, Fiona, pulling your horns or if you're too much or they will tell me and I will listen to them mm-hmm. and I'll always respect them because they absolutely see the vision we have for change and they know how hard that is and they want to help us get there and they will hold up the mirror mm-hmm. and you'll listen every single time that one of those really trusted vital friends gives you that perspective but other people will have a false narrative of you, one that they have taken and they've developed. Yeah. And do you know what? Sometimes that can be really, really hurtful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just blatant lies. And you know, sometimes there's a bit of truth in it. Mm-hmm. But if you let them have that false narrative of you, it's a small price to pay to rid yourself of that level of negativity in your life and it actually frees you 
to think about the things that you do want to make happen. Mm-hmm. And that's, I would say that's something that's of the last five years. And I think that's tremendously exciting because I think 50s are the best by far, so mm-hmm. far, mm-hmm. by far. 40s mm-hmm. was good, really stamped my teeth into my life in the 40s. But 50s is different again. Uh-huh. And there's just as much energy and just as much excitement and just as much passion for change, probably more so, because I actually think it's possible now, because I have, I think I've learnt the bits of the game that I need to know. Uh-huh. And I've learnt who the great players are that can help me with the bit that I want to be part of. But it's also that acknowledgement. I've read a wonderful book, and I'm sure you've been, the Simon Sinek, The Infinite mm. Game. Oh, that was the book I needed to read. Honest to goodness, there it is. I needed to read that. And all of a sudden, it was like, that's it. We know. It, sometimes you're criticised for, oh, you're trying to be the best, so this is going to be that, and centre stage is that. It's not about that. This is not about us winning anything, because it never ends. Mm-hmm. We are about change and creating a new way of being and starting something that when we're not here, it continues. Yeah. And we can't do that ourselves. So this has got to be absolutely about succession and about us being able to step away and be able to lead from the inside of your organisation or from the middle or even from the outside. You don't need to be at the point of the arrow to be leading. Yeah. But for that to happen, you need to be able to show some vulnerability, drop your ego, which is hard. Yeah. But know when it's your time to not be right at the front. But that doesn't stop you influencing. And I think age is a really important thing here because that is an absolute privilege Mm. to get to this age and to be discovering actively my purpose we've still got so so much to do but not being afraid to speak up and articulate your own truth is so important because by us doing that it empowers other women particularly Mm -hmm. younger women and younger men people let's just talk people here it allows them to realize they can do it too and the mistake i made in the past by suppressing my truth and this is quite interesting i've had vocal problems all my life it's i am convinced it's because for years i haven't spoken up i do it when i'm not speaking up and in a situation where i want to speak up or more importantly that i'm not being listened to I can actually feel it physically manifesting in my throat because I get so uptight and I want to speak and then I either suppress it so that by the time I come home I'm ready to explode about it or I'll explode in the context of the meeting and that's not healthy for anybody. I've had to learn to strip that back and to know how to put across what I'm trying to say in a way that is positively and constructively contradictory of what is being done. You cannot beat the system by fighting the system. Yeah. You've got to present your alternatives in ways that can win over those people in the system. And, you know, we, we, we both share a, a friend here who talks about working with the willing. That was one of the most important lessons in life for me. Stop trying to convince people who don't want to be convinced. Work with the willing, find those willing people and then speak your truth. And if you're speaking that truth with authenticity, you know, why would people not help you? Mm-hmm. because it all, I, I've got a terrible memory it's awful all I can remember is what has actually actually happened so mm-hmm. this is my truth and mm-hmm. I know I didn't speak up enough when I was younger because I was scared of what others would think I was scared I was wrong I was scared I was scared I was scared now I'm excited which mm-hmm. is a very similar emotion to scared yeah but I mean, I'm genuinely excited yeah. but I'm every day it, there is a vulnerability because you're always going down the road less traveled 
there's not a textbook for the road we're travelling just now. We're in the road less travelled, so we're just having to put one foot in front of the other, ask questions, be vulnerable, ask for help, make mistakes, but the only mistakes are the ones you don't learn from. We have made so many mistakes in the centre stage journey the past 15 years, but we have learned from all of them, and some of them have been so big and you wouldn't believe it, but we learned and we put in place things to not do that again. And some of that... You don't make mistakes because you're a fool or because you're, you're trying to make mistakes. You make mistakes because you're learning mm-hmm. and we're all learning. And we shouldn't pretend that we have the answers. Previously, I would have been scared to about making mistakes because you've got to know the answers. If I don't know the answer, I know somebody who does. Know what you're really good at. Aye. Know your place. Know that bit. And then find the other people to help you with the things that you just are not good at. And they will enhance you. Perfect. You actually make vulnerability sound like a go-to destination. Is that what you're intending to do? Because I love that you are so willing to be vulnerable. And I think that a lot of people think, I can't be vulnerable. I can't show my vulnerability. Because down that road, misery lies. Where actually the message that I feel you're giving and that I feel I live as well, is actually that's where all the good stuff lies, is down the road of vulnerability. Absolutely. Honesty breeds honesty. Mm. You know, it, it does. You know, the truth will always show itself because the truth is powerful and the truth is pure and the truth will always come to light eventually. And sometimes that can take years and years. And maybe it's stuff that's caused you incredible hurt that people don't understand what your truth has been, but it will always come out. So mm-hmm. as long as you're telling the truth, it's the truth. So there's no point in trying to put a, a veil or a cloud or a defence or anything else around about it. It's just, it is what it is. It is what it is. And the truth will always come out. So all you can do is be in the now as much as you can, because that's really hard to, and enjoy and appreciate what you've got just now. Be planning for what might come. And it's that whole thing. You don't know the destination, the journey. We didn't plan any of what we're doing just now. All we know is we're doing exactly what we set centre stage out to be, which is to create a place where people come together and wrap around the arts. That's exactly what we're doing now in the, 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 the work we're doing presently, but it's on a, a far, far bigger scale with, with far more people with an incredible diversity of, of backgrounds, but we're still doing exactly what we set out to do. So that's not changed. The journey has been tremendously mm. interesting with huge barriers, and, but you become like water. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't a fight. You, if, if you become really responsive to opportunities, you can juke around things. Yeah. You know, so the barrier doesn't stop you. You go around it and the water wears down things eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're not going to fall out. I don't want to fall out with anybody. Life's too short to fall out. If people don't like me, that's that's fine. Yeah. I wish they did. But if they don't, they don't. That's all um, right. <laughs> that's, that's okay because they don't have to. And, and envy. Oh, my goodness, I looked back and you looked at folk and you thought, oh, they've really got it, they've got it nailed. Envy drains you. Mm. You know, it absolutely drains you. You've mm. got to look at other folk and be absolutely inspired by yes. the success that they have and just learn from that yep. and, and, and ask for help and, and share the bits. You know, that whole thing of, of collaboration rather than partnership. I love Meeting some, I mean, I look at some of the women you've had and I look at some of the people that we're, we're working with and the energy of the conversations because it's utterly open and utterly transparent because you know that that information has been shared with an absolute 
authenticity and vulnerability when yeah. you're sharing your innermost thoughts and your, your USPs and your intellectual property, but you know you're sharing it with people who if they take bits of that, because they would never do it without your permission, they're going to use it for the greater good. It's not yes. about, oh, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to tell you that in case you get the money and that, we don't get the money in as well. No. So again, that's vulnerable because you're sharing your why with so many people. And sometimes you share your how as well. And that's really enough because then they would really know how to do it. But if we want the change, which I think a lot of us do, it's yeah. not good enough what's going on. If we want the change, we can't do it ourselves. So we have to trust and we have to be vulnerable to allow people to benefit from our learning, our mistakes, and take it to the next generation. So it's that whole analogy of we're planting seeds just now, I think, hopefully for the centre stage in the future. And we're planting seeds for things that we'll maybe never see grow. Yeah. But hopefully our daughters will and our sons will. And the people who we work with, the next generation will take things forward too. So it's not about us benefiting right here, right now, but it's enough to know that what we are doing will make a difference in the future. Thank you so much, Fiona. And I think we've not even managed to get across the amazing work that Centre Stage does in this podcast. So I'm going to put the link to the Centre Stage website in the commentary for this show. So just look in the, the words below and have a look at Centre Stage because really, honestly, helps so many people. I've never witnessed an organisation that does so much for so many. And what you're doing in Airship is amazing. So thank you Absolutely for joining Thank, thank you, you so much me. for asking. It's lovely to see your face. Oh, thank you, Fiona. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.